shops, you know, our industry is changing a lot. And so if you're not thinking about and not just curious about the world around you, um, you may not face those challenges or you may not think, be able to think creatively about what's, what's going on, how to approach it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live from the Lanes podcast, brought to you by the Greater Rockford Auto Auction. I'm your host, Abigail Balk. Keeping up with market trends and best business practices can be difficult, but we're here to help. Every month, we'll be talking with auto industry members like you on things like culture, customer service, technology, leadership, entrepreneurship, safety, and more. Let's get started on this month's episode. Today, we're talking about leadership and running a business, and I am joined by Ryan Clark, president of the Greater Rockford Auto Auction and founder of Dealer Preferred Capital. Ryan's grandfather, Swede Clark, founded the auction in 1974. Ryan earned his bachelor's in economics from Dartmouth College and his MBA from the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. Prior to getting involved with the auction, Ryan was an investment banker at Goldman Sachs and managed companies through restructurings at Alex Partners. Welcome to Life in the Lanes, Ryan. We're glad you could join us today. Thank you. We're also joined by Chad Anderson, general manager at the Greater Rockford Auto Auction. Chad joined the Gras team in 1997 in the detail department. He has worked in various departments, including detail, fleet lease, and sales before becoming general manager in 2014. He earned his bachelor's in management and marketing from Concordia University, Wisconsin, and his MBA from Northern Illinois University. Chad currently serves on the NAAA Board of Directors and the IARA Board. Welcome back to Live from the Lanes, Chad. Thanks for having me. Every episode, we like to kick things off with an easy question so that way listeners can get to know you guys a little bit better. Ryan, why don't we start with you? Who would you say has been the most influential person to you? I don't know if there's a single influential person, but I mean, certainly my parents, and it's probably a bit of a cliched answer, but I mean, I'm very lucky and, you know, my parents have always supported me and everything I've done. And then, you know, in terms of um, now, you know, running a, running a business, I mean, very lucky to have my dad was running his business and from a young age, I saw him interact with his customers and how um, he treated them, his customer service and, you know, you know, this this is gonna sound old now, but when someone would call our house and we'd have to answer the phone, and it'd be, it could be a customer. So you, even as a young kid, learning how to interact with adults and, and and that. So I mean, I think I think having and you know, certainly with my grandpa too, having his own own business and just learning that and and getting that experience from a young age, it's kind of um, built into you almost. Um, and I, th- I think those are certainly the influence, but I mean, just been a great support network and, um, just, um, Chad, what about you? Who has been your most influential person? I would have to say my dad has probably uh, been most influential to me in my life. Um, you know, certainly, and has been, you know, all the way along, uh, since I was born, obviously. Um, but you know, my dad's always been the hardest working guy in the room and he's always, always told me, you know, and, and always, by leading by example also that, you know, if you're, you work hard, uh, and just work as hard as you possibly can, that you'll, you'll always get the things you want and, and the the things you deserve. So, um, yeah, he's, he's been a big, big influence in my life for, for that and for a variety of reasons, but that's probably, that's probably the strongest one that stands out to me. So in the auction business, you don't really have a product that you're selling to your customers, but a service. How do you ensure that the Grod team is providing customers the level of service that you expect from them? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's it's almost a step before that because you know when we say you know, ensure the team is is providing it's almost like we're checking in, um, but I think it, it, building the culture before that so it's that's how you're ensuring ensuring it you you have a culture of 
you know, 48 years of, of building, of building that culture. And I think that's, that's how you're ensuring it is by hiring the right people and then, you know, getting them to absorb the, the culture around here. And, you know, certainly if, if, um, if there's, you know, some level of customer service that we didn't, we'll, we'll address it. But I think you build that culture. You don't, you don't do it after the fact you, you, it's there and you continue to reinforce that by the people you hire and, and, and how you treat people. Yeah. Culture definitely plays a big part in that. Chad, how do you think that we ensure that Graz is providing the service that we expect? Well, certainly, you know, culture is key without question. Um, but, but I think one of the strategies within that uh, to help create that culture is leading by example. Um, and, uh, and I think that this, this company does very, very well at that. Um, I think I do a fairly good job of that as well by leading by example. You know, you work on the front lines with people and you show them along the way. And then when they don't, if they maybe are failing in one area or another, sometimes you step up a little bit further to show how we do customer service and to coach them and build them along. So I think that that's, um, that it, it's kind of all one answer between the two of our answers, I think, because you're looking at culture as a whole. But I think that a lot of it is leading by example. And I, I think that uh, just in a general rule, you know, our management team does a good job of that um, to, uh, to help push it to, the, to the, all of our employees. And I, and I think to follow up on, on Chad, leading by example, I mean, I know my grandpa certainly do that, but if you see a piece of trash on the, on the lot, pick it up i mean i i know i do that if i'm out in the lanes and there's and it's just it's just constantly um you know constantly trying to put out a, a good image and, and build that culture yeah and that leading by example really fee- builds the culture ultimately because when they see you guys doing that and showing what they should be doing employees are more likely to follow that Sometimes it's less the picking up the garbage itself and more the fact that someone sees you picking up the garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. As we know, running a business is not always easy. What do you think is one of the most difficult parts of running a business? So I think this is probably true of any company. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's auction specific or, or our industry specific. I think it's general to most. To most, but I think it's um, it's the most difficult part, but also the most rewarding, and it's the people. Between you know managing people and managing relationships uh, with customers, employees, etc., and managing personalities, it, it is just a challenging thing. It's just a challenging part. I mean, I've had several managers that have have come in new into management, and they've asked me what the most hard part, the hardest part about it. And I, I've told them it's about managing the people um, because it um, we all have different personalities, and everyone's different. And, and bringing all those people into one. Uh, one room or one environment to get to get along together is uh, is it can be challenging, and I think it's where most most times where leaders fail the most is in managing that. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, I said to customers, I said to our employees, you know, we deal with two of the most complicated things in in the auction business. We deal with two of the most complicated and unpredictable things that there are out there: vehicles, machinery that break down and have issues and whatever else, and people. And we combine the two of them, so so that's 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 what I would say is is it's probably the biggest challenge, and also again also most rewarding without question. Ryan, what would you say is the most difficult part? Yeah, I would I would echo that. I mean, I think the the thing you know we're not robots. You know, everyone's not exactly the same, and so that makes it challenging on a on a management side. Also, it makes it fun because if we all were robots, it wouldn't be fun, and it would just be monotonous. 
but you know everyone has like chad said like everyone has dis- different personalities and and you have to have to manage that and especially in a you know we're not we don't have an assembly line out here just making you know some widget um our back to you know that we don't really we sell a service and that service is people um and so in, in this industry it's it's in some ways doubly hard than, than if you're just you know you certainly have the people aspect and then you're j- cranking out these widgets but you know you, you have to make sure that the people um that you're you're working with are are all kind of headed towards the same goal and you know just everyone's personality will fit in in that team aspect to get to that goal yeah I feel like one thing that I always try and remind myself, my grandma always will laugh and t- would tell us that there's more than one way to do things. And sometimes that's hard to like allow someone to do things different than what you would do. But that's still something that doesn't mean that they're doing it wrong. It's just different than how you might do it. But when you guys are facing a challenge, how do you stay focused on moving forward or overcoming that? I guess for me, I, I am kind of a yeah, you know, it depends on the challenge, but I, I guess from a business perspective, I'm I'm fairly much of a data person, so I will dig in and nerd out on, on that and say, you know, figure figure out what what we can do, or you know, um, is is there something we're missing, um, and and how we can can over overcome that. I mean, you know, certainly there's that aspect, and then you have to you have to translate that into um how you react to that but i mean i think my my attitude is all right i'm gonna dig into this and understand why this is occurring or why where this you know where this market is going or 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 what i mean it's it's just really digging into and understanding the issue from all sides chad how when you're facing a challenge how do you stay focused on moving forward and overcoming it uh so for me it's just it's uh, i'm going to kind of go back to uh who's the most influential person to me, my dad, my, you know, my dad. And I, I think it, it's important to just get after it, you know, don't delay it. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't cause no one else is going to feel sorry for you anyway. So there's no point in feeling sorry for yourself. You just got to get after it. And, and for me, I'm a very visual person. So for me, it's, I make a plan and I write it down. Um, I make a list and I have lots of lists. That's how I operate my entire life, not only professionally, but personally. Um, and, uh, and, and just make a list of here's what the game plan is and we are going to implement this and we're going to make it happen, whether it's you're doing it yourself, you're involving other people, whatever it may be. Um, and I think that the key with any challenge is always look for the lesson to be learned. And sometimes the lesson is just a lesson. Sometimes it's something that needs to be changed operationally or, or otherwise. Um, so is there, something, is there something that needs to be modified here? Do we need to change the way we do business? Do we need to change the way we do something? Um, or do we just need to learn a lesson from it? Should I have handled this differently, et cetera? Um, but yeah, for me, it's uh, less quantitative, more qualitative, I guess, than Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I admittedly said I was nerding out, so. Well, that's not a surprise. That's why Ryan and I worked so well. Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. right? That's true. It's about balance. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that may back, back to the team thing of like, you know, you're, you're, blending different personalities in an ultimate goal. And I mean, I think that's important. There's been plenty of times I've been like, I wonder what the data would say on this. Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) So when your team is facing a challenge, how do you make sure that they're staying motivated and um, engaged while facing that challenge? Um, So I think that, I think the biggest thing with that is that a lot of times people, it's human nature to say, I have this problem just, 
you take it and you just handle it, right? And I think I, I, I do my best to try to avoid just taking someone's problem and just handling it for them. Um, certainly, I want to be there to help them, support them, and guide them through it. But I think they need that person, whoever has that challenge, needs to be a part of that learning process as well. And making a learning experience and be part of the process to, to, to fix whatever's going on. Um, you know, don't just take on the, the challenge for the employee. Lift them up. You know, if they made a mistake, reassure them that it's going to be okay and we'll figure it out and we're going to learn from this. Um, and just, you know, manage it appropriately from there, but, in, but involve them in, the, in that process and, and show them that you have, your back, have their back and we're going to get this fixed. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that last part is particularly important is showing showing people that, that you have their back and not letting you know if someone runs into a, a roadblock or something not letting them you know spiraling may not be the right term exactly but you know may maybe more frustrated and and all right so here here's here's your frustration here's your pain point all right what do we have to get around that like let's let's talk through it i mean i think that's i think that's the the important thing just work to, you approach that challenge as a team thing it's not just on them to figure it out is there someone else in the company that we could get to to get or experience with with this problem or um and just you know approach it from a team team aspect i feel like that's what really helps like the employees grow though too it's not just you guys taking on the challenge and doing it for us um but really teaching us as we go through it and then making sure we know going forward what the proper process would be for it you guys had to pick some different characteristics or skills um, that are most important to have when running a business what would they be i from a running the business perspective and kind of overall strategy i think curiosity is actually underrated in terms of um you know, especially, you know, our industry is changing a lot. And so if you're not thinking about and not just curious about the world around you, um, you may not face those challenges or you may not think, be able to think creatively about what's, what's going on, how to approach it. So I, I, you know, I just think that's an underrated, you know, underrated aspect of, of, of running, running a business. I obviously, you know, leadership, integrity, um, are, you know, things that always get mentioned but in terms I was trying to th- when you asked me that I was trying to think of something maybe a little bit underrated and that'd be that'd be it so I think there's you know certainly there's a ton of characteristics that go you know that are important to running a business but I do think that those characteristics change with where you're at like where things are at maybe in the life cycle of an industry or you know sometimes when there's ups there's downs whatever so <clears throat> some of that changes but just a few that that I would that I think are probably important all the time um, courage, I think, is incredibly important, um, mainly because if there's something, if there's change, if there's whatever going on, and there's your employees don't want to see fear, they don't because if if you are if you are afraid, then they will be afraid. So you need to be you need to rise above that and tell them that everything's okay. I remember during COVID, there were some times you know when it first hit that it was just like I mean what like we go through a sale and I'd be like what are we gonna do. But there was not one instance ever that I would ever express that to, to, any, to anyone directly uh, by any means. Um, just rise above it and, and go from there. But some other things, you know, certainly people skills, patience, um, and, and a vision. Having a vision for what the future is going to look like, um, I think those are all important. And, and again, ability to make decisions. There's, there's a million different characteristics that are important. Some are more, I guess what it comes down to is that there's a lot of different characteristics 
but some of them are more important at certain times than what others are. And that's where they need to shine, I guess, in certain places. Uh, and when Chad mentioned, you know, I think it was important that your skills are, um, the skills you need and require do evolve as you evolve in your, your career. Um, you know, I think ultimately as you move up in any organization, your job becomes sales. You have a lot of other jobs, but I mean, I think that's, you know, whether it's here, whether you're, you know, a lawyer or becomes a partner at a law firm, you know, sales. I mean, and, and, and just, and I think that's a challenge for a lot of, a lot of people who, you know, were great at like knocking out the, the tasks and the to-do list. But at some point as you become deeper in your career, you have to, you know, build the skill set of the, the people skills and the, the, the sales skills. And everyone has a different methodology of doing that. But I think Chad's point about adapting your, your skill set as you grow in your career is, is super important. So that kind of leads into our next question. Uh, what are some things that you have done um, or do that allow you to continue to grow as a leader? I mean, I, I think for me, it's, you know, been getting more involved in the industry and, and kind of learning from a lot of the other leaders with, within the industry, um, you know, and, and, and kind of seeing how they run their organizations. I mean, you know, Chad and I joke all the time, we are not afraid to, you know, adapt something that someone else is doing and if they if they're doing really well with that we'll take it as a best practice and, and and do that i mean i think i think that's really crucial is not to think that you know everything and don't be afraid to hey what, what are you guys doing with with such and such process that you know in your in your lot operations or something why well, why why'd you guys do that and pick up that stuff. You know, we have both been very involved in um, ServeNet and our 20 group and, you know, and AAA and, you know, getting involved in, in those things and just building your your skill set through that has been, you know, very important. Pass. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Ryan what basically. about courage? Said, <laughs> Ryan basically, basically said everything that I was going to say. Um, but I, I think to kind of further that a little bit, but to echo the same thing is that I try to put myself in situations um, where I'm exposed to maybe I'm exposed to other people that do what we do, um, but also exposed to people that do things better than the way we do it or that are bigger than us or whatever else, because that's where you're going to learn the most is from those that are that have grown past where we're at currently. Um, so I try to put my, myself in, in situations where that, you know, where I can expose myself to strong leaders. Um, I also try to read as much industry knowledge as I possibly can. So anything that's out there, um, you know, from any of the publications or whatever, I always try to stay in tune with that. Uh, not only to know what's going on, but just sometimes you gain, you know, you gain knowledge in other areas because I mean, honestly, education is key. We never quit. We never quit learning. That's for sure. If you could give one piece of advice to someone who's recently begun either running a business or as a new leader, what would it be? Um, it's probably tailored to me a little bit, but make a plan. Work hard and adjust accordingly. That's three things. But yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Cheating is apparently on the <laughs> number four. Um, uh, one, one piece of it, I think, you know, just be a, be a sponge in some ways. Like, you're, if you are running the business, there is a crucial, you know, strategy of making sure that business is there in five, ten years. 
So understand back to, you know, Chad was talking about reading all the industry now, industry sources. Read through that stuff. Think about it, not just read it, but, you know, step back, think about, all right, so this is where the industry's heading, whatever industry it is. And then you make a plan and, and you know, how address, I mean, Chad and I talk about stuff all the time, all the time on different, you know, strategies or promotions or, all right, well, we'll sign up, you know, you know, some, some software product is out there that we think will improve operations or improve sales, you know, like out of the gate was, you know, we were one of the leaders in that. And it's just understanding the dynamics in, in the industry, um, and, and where you're going to go. Cause you're not just running the business for today. You're running it for, you know, next 48 years. So one thing I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. One of the characteristics that I, for, I didn't mention, uh, that's, I think is important to run a business kind of follows up on the sponge. The one? This would be four. <laughs> <laughs> Next to cheating. Um, but yeah, the, I think another one is is walking with open eyes. Yeah. And I think that that is, I mean, kind of similar to being a sponge, but you, you have no idea how many ideas for different things that I've gotten from, I would, literally was on a vacation in, in uh, Mexico one time and had, a, had an idea that is literally in this auction right now that I, I saw in an elevator. In, in our hotel. I mean, I, I always have, well, I've always got this place in my mind, but I've always got where I'm open eyed to whatever is in front of me because you never know where something may come up where it's like, man, you know, that'd be a great idea to do for this or for that or whatever it may be. So whether it be a dancing robot or a whatever, confetti cannon or whatever it may be, you know. Um, so I think that's important as well. I feel like you guys had brought up a good point too, but. One thing that I feel like a lot of people don't realize is the crucialness of you're not just planning for the short term for your business, but you have to look at the long term and have the long term goals as well. Even you might not have that success in the short term, but if you're looking at the long term, then that's almost better sometimes. One of the things I tell our clients all the time is that we're not, we're not, I'm not looking to have a good next sale with them. I'm looking to have a good next decade with that. You know what I mean? I mean, we're not looking for, okay, let's just make it happen right now. It's let's look at this for a long-term partnership where we can, we can keep investing in our customers and our people to make it good for decades to come. So last question and possibly the hardest one, who else do you think we should have on the podcast? I think we need to have Penny Wana. Yeah, I think that'd be, that would be great. I think Penny needs to be on the podcast for sure. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Live from the Lanes and sharing your insight on leadership and how to successfully run a business. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Live from the Lanes, brought to you by the Greater Rockford Auto Auction. Don't miss a single episode by clicking the follow button. You'll receive a notification every time we release a new episode for you. 